December 29, 2021. It's the Watch for Pedro show. But the test was for me. That's what it was for. You know, they, they could do what they wanted to do. But the thing was for me to remain firm in what I was doing. But it, that, that was a funny time, a period in my life because I went through quite a few changes, you know, like uh, home life, everything, man. I just went through everything I was doing. Did this. The perfect wrong time to hit you. <laughs> everything, everything I was doing did like that. Yeah. But it was a hell of a test for me, and uh, coming out of it, it's just like I always said, man, when you go through these crises in life, when you come through them, I come out of them, you're definitely strong. Yeah, if <laughs> you, you, know, if in you a great sense, it. yeah. Pedro Show, happy Wednesday. Start off the show with John Coltrane talking to Frank Kosky, November 66, about test was for him. He's talking about some character development, people, and not blaming others, but taking it on the chin to do something about it. Then we had Flying Suit Trip with Elk 2. And because of them Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got with me George Dargan, the dra- Dragons. That's Dragon. correct. Dragons. right. Yeah, brother George, and we gotta thank brother Stevie Bono for making the connect. Yep. Yeah, very much uh, in gratitude. He's a good egg. I'm, he's I'm, a good egg. Uh, uh, he's a good egg. His daddy was a butcher. He told me. Look, yep. uh, And he, he wanted him in the butcher business, but Stevie got into music. So, well, sorry for the meat industry, but I'm glad for the music industry. Okay. Interested in your journey through music, so please bring your earliest musical recollection, please, George. Um, well, I would have to say probably, you know, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. (laughs) Yeah. Five or six years old. My parents had like, um, a really cool old German telefunken radio 
And I remember uh, they were really into listening to their classical music. Um, so that's probably my earliest thing is that they, they were really into it. They got like a shortwave uh, radio hookup so they could listen to radio stations from Germany because that's where they basically hailed from, you know. Uh, and, yeah, I got to uh, tell people, funk in German is radio people. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. It's not the form of music that we developed over here with, with the help of Mr. Yeah. Jim Brown. <laughs> and, and then when it came to actually playing music, my neighbor, uh, Brandon Keat, who actually, like, he's a musician too, he was taking Suzuki violin lessons, and I thought that was really cool. So that was like my initial. Oh, yeah, I want to get into this. I want to get into this. Yeah. So, so this pad you grew up in, for sure, had a bitchin' fucking shortwave radio. But was yep. there was there also any musical instruments? Uh, well, my sister played flute and piccolo. Older or younger? Uh, she was older. Okay, so there was a piccolo and yep. flute player in the pad. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about what was the first record you bought with your own money? With my own money, it was probably. Oh, geez. It you know, was, when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money, so that's why I asked that question. Yeah, it was probably like um, Dream Police, a seven inch I bought at Kmart. Cheap, cheap, cheap trick. Cheap trick, yeah. Okay, okay. Probably, and the first gig you went and saw? First gig I went and saw that was memorable was probably. Um, Fang, oh, uh, San Francisco Wasted band. Talent, and Crucifix. That's what changed my life okay. at the Hub Ballroom in, at Penn State University and State College, Pennsylvania. Crucifix, they were kind of like a crass band, but I think from the city, yeah. like Fang. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that was my formidable musical moment. So your first gig I, was a punk gig? Oh, wow. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, not, I saw... Not, well, well, it depends when you're born, right? Because... Like me and Deep Blue's first gig was T Rex. I mean, there was we didn't know about clubs yet, right? Until yeah, it's all real rock. What yeah, about was, at school? Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? Yeah, I was early on. I was like, uh, I mean, I was. I think yeah, it, it was mandatory that if you were playing an instrument, like I played trombone in the school. Boom! That's bass class. Yeah. Yeah, I was awful at it, and my, <laughs> AJ I was really, really bad at it. And the teacher knew I was taking Suzuki violin simultaneously. Oh yeah, here's the buddy. Okay, here's the buddy. Yeah. Now, now this, is, to... this is a parallel universe. This has nothing to do with school. This cat just lived near you, and we should. Yep. I've had some people on the show before who did this. It's some intense kind of program to get you with violin, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's basically you learn how to play right away by ear which is kind of cool, but at the same time, I mean, with me personally, I don't know, I think it's just like I, I, I couldn't learn how to read music for the longest time. But you said and by I, ear. Yeah, like Suzuki was all by ear. It so was like, oh, right. so it was, it was kind of designed for you. Yeah, it was okay, designed for like. I understand, And uh, it still must be hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> so, I mean, so did you do a Suzuki school? Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I played, uh, I stuck with the violin for, I think like four or five years. I was okay at it. You know, there were some prodigies that were way better than I was. Sure, sure. Know, I, uh, I so I understand now the teacher knows you're doing a, a parallel universe, uh, par to the uh, school system. Yeah. Yeah. The, the school, the school orchestra, per, uh, band leader, she wanted me to 
playing the orchestra. And I think she got me in there for a year. And then, you know, by that time I was, you know, how do I put this nicely? I turned into like a, a punk rock slacker. <laughs> and, uh, you know, by the time I think I was like in seventh grade, 12, 12 years, 12 or 13 years old. Yeah. I started getting into, um, you know, skateboarding and punk rock. So and you must have fucking got a guitar. Oh yeah. Yeah. I traded a, I think I traded a crappy BMX bike for like a flying V guitar and I couldn't play it to save my life, but I was still, you know, dabbling. Because with the, the, the violins in fifths. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Violins all, you know, no chords, you know, yeah. it's uh reverse tuning, like the G strings, the load string, you know. Right. And when you move um, up a string, you, it's yep. every fifth interval instead of fourth. So the notes aren't yep. as close or more dramatic in the jumps. Yeah. Uh, so, so what'd you do? Did you do the teacher thing or autodidact? You teach uh, well, yeah, actually, actually I did. I, I took guitar lessons from like this awful old hippie who had like a ponytail and stuff. And like, he was like, Hey, bring in some songs that I, you know, you, you want me to teach you. And I was like, okay. So I brought in like a big boys song. I love big boys. Yeah. I love the big boys. Cause it was the first, like I got that um, thrasher skate rock tape. Right, and they skate, and they also play funk for a punk band. Yeah, which yeah, it's okay, so, right? Contortions were already doing that for years. Yeah, so I brought in a song that they, you know, you know that I think it was Red Green. Oh which, yeah, and uh, I brought that in. It's like, here, teach me how to play this. And he was just like, this is the worst fucking song <laughs> I've ever fuck fucking him. heard. <laughs> and he's just like, I, don't, I mean, it's just, like, and he's just like going Man, on. People got to know, people got to know about the attitudes in those days oh, towards the movie. Dude. They were such oh, bullshit, wasn't it? Such bullshit. It was so hard to like, you know, especially in state college. It was like, you know, Penn State football, you know, really conform into conformity and like, you know. On top of that, you had like the awful rednecks coming down off the mountain with like their <laughs> FFA jackets beat ready to beat the shit out of you. you right, know? right. And you know it's funny, so, a couple years later, you know, they got painted fingernails and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, humans are yeah. motherfuckers, I'll tell you. <laughs> and I'll throw this in there, like back then also, this is pre Metallica, so like the Hessian dudes, like who lit grew up like listening to like Judas Priest and stuff, they wanted to beat the shit out of you too because yeah, you were absolutely. a punk rock faggot. Right, right. Until Metallica started wearing like Misfits shirts. Then they're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's so funny to see the yep. tail wag the dog. I mean, yep. the, the way motherfuckers yep. and peer pressure and all that shit and all. Finally, when you grow up, you get free of that. It's You don't yep. even realize it's a totally. ton of shit off your fucking back. Yeah. So, okay, so, look, look, you gave me some music here, George, I want to play.
have a cigarette for me. simply imagine the whole thing that's all it was just a, a dream After a short while, we were kissing outside the red door, the red door. on a Tuesday.
Live for Pedro Show. Started that chunk of music out. I made the corrections, people, so I got right with George. Figure six and eight. No, figure six, eight, and G. That's correct. Is it six, eight, the timing? Yeah, six, eight, the timing. Right. Yep. Which is kind of a three, four, people. It's kind yep. of a, it's yep. a, like a, a wall. They call it jazz swing in a waltz. Okay. Yeah. But John Coltrane called, still called, because when you hear favorite things, right, they say six, eight. No, John Coltrane said three. Secular fusionists. And then after that's that, right. Nivhek from Entry. That's from the last guest, last episode. Louis Harris. Third, after that, we need each other. Uh, Bombas Prendon with Bedouin Breakfast, Calamar Hotel, The Red Door, walking back after an adventure from Puppet, oh, there's some stuff out of England, Puppet Midnight, then Crushed by Pips, Benjamin Refuses, Tom Moody, and the all new greatest hits band, Some Words, and then Brand new from Primitive Ignorant featuring Katie Caboose, Crystal World Finally, Tidy Whitey, Brown Star. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, uh, you know, I didn't know what order to put the tunes in, okay? So, I yeah, think, no problem. You know what I think it did, George? I went from shortest to longest. There you go. Okay. That's fine. Right, there's got to be method to some fucking madness. Well, it's got to be. So, back, back to your, your, your story. So, you got the Flying V. You didn't tell me about the amp. The what? Amplifier. Oh, the my first amp? Correct. Yeah, hello. You out there? Correct. Okay. Uh, well, my first amp. Jeez. I think... Uh, Look, it's Watt for Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. Yeah, I think it's uh, it was a Fender Champ. Okay, so big 15 water. All right. Yeah, yeah, with no distortion. So I was like getting, you know, I was just like, okay. No, it was well. like me and D. Boone. How do they get that sound on the records? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no distortion, but, you know, I kind of, you know, stopped taking guitar lessons from that Rube yeah. after like, you know, and then I sent him, I, I brought him an SSD song, Society Systems D Control song, and that was like, they were just like, there's no verse or chorus like this song is awful too like you guys it's like what are you doing and who's the guitar man big al right yeah yeah big al used to beat the shit out of spring all the time Um, uh look what about after school not graduate but in the afternoon the bedroom band the basement band the garage yeah you got into that i got into that like my um my friends um the begnell brothers tony and uh mike begnell were uh, early punk rock pioneers in the town. And they kind of basically saw that I was getting into skateboarding and like, you know, doing like the punk rock thing. And they said, hey, uh, you're going to play bass for our band. I was like, okay. So I traded the guitar and picked up a bass, bought a court bass. Now you Um, you traded it. You mean you got rid of that flying V? I got rid of the flying V and I got a, a court bass. And I was stoked because I knew Chuck Dukowski played a court bass for a while. <laughs> a little bit. And, uh, He's mainly a Fender man. But actually, he had a Flying V Ibanez bass for a little bit. Awesome. And right awesome. at the beginning. And remember, yeah. I think he had that band before that called Worm. Yes. Yep. Yep. Big fan of Worm. All the SST stuff. I love that stuff. Oh, respect. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, they start. we started playing in a band called Positive Hate. 
and uh, <laughs> started playing like the state college basement circuit, which was pretty hopping at the time. Like the scene was pretty cool back then because like we had like mods in the town. We had rockabilly cats in the town. We had like hardcore dudes. So there were always like pretty happening parties and pretty hip people. And, and you're not really playing clubs. You're playing, you're playing pads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. College towns were I mean, basement shows were where it's yeah, at. Yeah. Yeah. You know? There were no clubs, really. I mean, there were like, I mean, well, that was. I was torn. Long. I was playing. There's some stuff on South Street and uh, right downtown, yep. and uh, there was something by the water called Opera House for a little bit. I mean, there was yeah. Pontiac Club. Uh, you're right, though. Uh, but I always made room for Philly in some way or another. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm actually talking about my hometown of State College, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, that's right. In the middle of the yeah. state, people. Yeah, in the middle and, of the and, state. And the so. closest I got to that was probably, uh, what's it it's called, starts with an L, uh, with an L. What's in the middle? Uh, there's Lewisburg. No, no, Lewis on, on the uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike as you're coming. God, it used to be oh, the western. Lancaster? Yeah, Lancaster. It used to be the western yep. frontier of yep. the country right at one point. Yep. Well, that's the closest yep. I got to state college. Yeah. Well, you didn't miss much. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Amish towns around there like called Blue Ball and Intercourse. And, yep. Yeah. yeah. Pennsylvania's got some wacky town names, that's for sure. Everybody, so. all the places do. We got one called Weed. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway. <laughs> could sell a lot of kits, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway sure. so so you're talking about okay, because it's a college town, so there's a lot of young people with nothing to do yep. because that is kind of out in the boondocks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, for so sure. you guys had to make your own thing. Let me tell you about pos uh, Ask you about positive hate. Were you guys yes. writing your own songs? Yeah, yeah. Just like right into it. And, and what uh, about you? Yeah. Being the bass player, uh, you yeah. Yeah, I contributed to a few songs, not not many back then. I remember I had uh, a song called Violence Man, you know, all this, you know, <laughs> this teenage angst. And Absolutely. Tough stuff, you know. and, and, and how you learn bass? So you learning stuff off records? Somebody uh, trial by on? fire. Okay. It was like, it, it was just like, all right, you're on bass. Start playing. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I got to ask you the amp. Uh I was borrowing, I think it was a basement oh, because there were other bands in the same practice space in the Begnall's basement. Okay. So I think it was a basement. Oh, that's right. Because you don't really form the band. You join these guys' band, right? I joined these guys, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, then that band, you know, kept doing that for a while. And that kind of involved into another band that was called Heart of Darkness. Ah, yeah. Great Parubu song and also book by Joseph Conrad. Yeah, yeah. And um, also the the basic plot of Apocalypse Now. Yeah, exactly. Which led to another movie, Michael Cinema, uh, Chimino with uh, Deer Hunter, which is the west part of the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, eventually I kind of lost interest in like playing with that band heart of darkness and me and the other guitar player this guy len jarabek uh we formed a another band an offshoot of that uh called slag and uh we wanted to do more of like a post-rock thing before we knew post-rock was because yeah, i darkness, still don't know what it is yeah heart of darkness was getting a little how do i say this nicely getting a little too 
you know, butt rockish. Little oh, too yeah, cool. yeah. Sunset Boulevard. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it, and, calls uh, it, I mean, it calls it butt rock. Yeah, yeah. So it was I think like, he has a song called butt rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, you know. No, it's whatever. I mean, some it's, of that has its moments, but it was just like, you know, I'm I'm not that into cars and girls and stuff like and, that. And the thing and was, I, as soon as you saw it, you knew what was next. See, there was no uh, surprise factor. Exactly. You know, yep. it's still music and music's music, but that that's what's lame about those kind of things. They're too predictable. It's almost by the numbers and shit. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, you know, I wanted to do, I always like my driving force with like, the thing I like when I when I saw like Crucifix and Fang and like Wasted Talent, which was the opening band, which was a local band that um, was part part of the members of Positive Hate were in Wasted Talent first. But when I saw that stuff, to me, that was avant garde music and it was so freeing and so new and fresh and the amps sounded bad, you know, in a good way. Everyone had sure, their own sure. sound and it was just like so dynamic uh i wanted to carry on with that i wanted to always you know push the push the envelope musically so, after so, that so what do you do after slag uh well that's when uh what was i was in a band called denora for a while and then a band before that called t4 and those were like that's like at the tail end of the 80s early 90s and then uh those all were pretty short lived. And then uh, I ended up uh, playing with Don Caballero briefly. Oh, that, that, that drummer man, uh, Damon. Damon. Yep. <laughs> yep. He was kind of a buttload, right? <laughs> yeah, he was a I character. mean, he can play like a motherfucker, but uh, yeah. on the personal politics, a little heavy. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely um, some. Uh, the guy had some personality issues. Right, you know? right. But he was uh, exciting to watch. I can imagine getting to play with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it, for a while, I mean, I, don't don't get, I mean, I was only in there in that band for like six months, but I did do a short tour with them. And, uh, oh, but you, know, you know what? That's probably your introduction to math rock. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That was like, well, incidentally, the, the guitar player for Slag uh, was a founding member of Don Caballero. So that was my connection in. So he was tired of butt rock too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Mike Banfield uh, was one of the uh, two guitar players in Slag. The other one was Len Jarbeck. And uh, yeah, um, so he was my line in. So they kind of knew I could play that sort of way because like Slag was very like, you know, post-rocky. Um, at the time. And so that kind of like set my direction, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Speaking of direction. Yeah. We're at the end of the first hour on the December 29, 2021 edition of the Watt Pedro Show. There you Special go. guest, George Dragons. Yes. Tight for hour two. Yep. So December 29, 2021. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
started off the second hour. People, it's deja vu all over again. You're hearing Brown Star, but not by Tidy Whitey. You're hearing it by the oh. Secular Fusionists. That's right. So uh, after that was uh, Burns, Kaloa, Heward with BCH uh, Le Never Two, uh, Quebecois huh, from Montreal. And so pardon my fucking up language i don't mean to and then secular fusion is with the jericho strut now there you in go us, george the difference between the tunes are the same but the bands are different and in fact i don't remember yep. you mentioning tidy whitey i remember Slade, no, uh, i remember positive hate yeah I, no well that was the ba the band name is actually brown star not to confuse you and the song was tidy whitey <laughs> okay so, that, maybe that then, was a labeling thing Yep. I can only I, go by that's what probably people on my end. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> and uh, Brown Star was like this. Uh, so you, named, you you wrote a song that was named after this band that did Tidy That's Lighty. correct. Okay, I got it now. Yes, now you got it. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. So Still, we need more enlightenment. Bring it. Yeah, well. Brown um, Star in the timeline well, of right. the arc of your career? Yeah, well. Brown Star was this band that was kind of like uh, my holiday uh, hometown heroes. Whenever I'd go back to State College, I'd play with um, this old drummer I played with in Slag, Neil Whitmer, and uh, these three brothers, the Bougie brothers, uh, Matt, um, Matt, and uh, oh geez, well, and his two other brothers. Some. I'm, I'm a little nervous now, but uh, yeah, and uh, we get together and just record the jams and. That was one of them. And so uh, I dedicated uh, a song to those guys because I love those guys so much. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Um, and then. That, okay, and yeah, then. Well, yeah. Well, so, you were saying you joined Don Cavalera, but it's only six months. Yeah. Is this yeah. around the time when you leave state college? Yeah. Yeah. I, I moved to Pittsburgh uh, to to be committed to the, the band. Um. And then, uh, yeah, that didn't last too long. <laughs> like, like I don't mean to laugh, tour, George. Like I don't mean to laugh. The tour was fine. Yeah, the tour was fine. But then once they start, started to practice back from the tour, you know, it was like things got a little hectic. And I was just like, man, you know, I'm taking a lot of abuse here and I'm not getting paid for it. You know, I was working a shitty temp job and I was just like, shit. You know, I'm not getting paid to do this. And, you know, I really am not feeling like connected to the band because they they did this weird thing where they were like, well, you may or may not be in the band. You know, oh. we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll try out because they had like their, quote, revolving door, unquote, policy of bass players. So it was just <laughs> like kind of like that rock you know, treat the bass player like kind of like toilet bass. paper, like we can use you yeah. once. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, there were a lot of like laughable perimeter perimeters that I had to like adhere to. Like I wasn't allowed to play with my fingers. You know, I had to play with a pick and like I had to have the 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 indie rock sound, which was like chasing uh, David Williams Sims. Like, uh, oh, yeah, the, his, Jesus his bass sound. It had to be his bass yeah, sound. Yeah, but his bass sound was based on Tr Tracy Pugh from the birthday party. Yeah, yeah. So it had to be in that. It had to be like that trebly, really like. Right, and the big uh, uh, cut in the low mid. Yeah, which is cool, but, yeah, but you know. it's already their sound. It's already their yeah. sound, yeah. You know, and. 
You know what's and funny my, too, George? That fucking slogan. I mean, well, I guess it is a slogan, but like the belief was supposed to be anarchy. Let your flight free flag fly. Yeah. And you're talking exactly. about all these rules. <laughs> no, no. And that was generally like my experience with playing with them. I met a lot of like horrible indie rock people in the 90s, like on that tour. I was, it was an eye opener. I was just like, in the 90s, it seems like all of that like hardcore tradition kind of like, all of a sudden, people were like, wait a minute, I can make money doing That's this. Right, yeah. You know, and, people, and, and like, you can call yourself whatever, but the way yep, you act yep. is actually how you are. Yeah. And it was just like, I you know, was they say like, North, oh. uh, the People's Republic of whatever. Look, if you don't act that way, it ain't one. And the same goes yep. for that shit that went down in the 90s. I know exactly what you're talking about, George. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember like one specific thing that was with that. Uh, one specific incident, which was laughable, was like I was on tour with Don Caballero and we playing in Louisville, Kentucky. And that was the first time I met uh, our booking agent who was booked the tour. And so I like go up to her. She never met me. I was just like, hey, uh, I'm George. How are you doing? And she's like, yeah. So who the heck are you? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I was just like, wow. OK. So, you know, then she sees me setting up on stage with the band and she comes running up. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were playing with the band. Oh, I'm sorry. I was such a dick to her. It's like, OK, cool. Well, you made your first impression. <laughs> you know, <laughs> At least like, she said she was sorry. But, you know, that spells yeah. that's four letters that spell what to me? Jive. You know? Yeah, I'm totally. so sorry you had to go through that, George. Uh, let's yeah. play some more secular fusionists. Uh, yes. Flatfoot. There you go.
man. It's just like that's not where it kind of killed. It kind of killed it off a little bit, you know. I mean, it's such a strange time for music now, but ever since like the early aughts, like 2000, like you had all this nice technology come out where you could make a really nice digital recording, but now you can't sell the stuff, you know. So it's like a cosmic like balancing. It's like you right. you can. But at least it came back. Maybe it it, it, it uh, the wheat, separated the wheat from the chafe. You know, a farmer would right. tell you if you want a good crop, use a lot of manure. So I said, bring it. Yes, exactly. Let's tell exactly. the people. We just heard a chunk of music started off secular fusionist doing Flatfoot, then Babe's New York City, worst band name in the world, but I like their tunes. Fried <laughs> Chicken, Niagara, with uh, Seven from their new record. Uh, practice tape from Treacherous Jaywalkers, 1984, probably at Quinn's house. Meat Puppets influence song. That's a great title. Yeah. You know why not? <laughs> oh up, right? Ray shit after that. Gregory Hines overdrive and finally introduction to improvisation, form and mess. Now we've heard, we've, we've heard a lot of secular fusion, so I want to know about how that got happening. But what is form and mess? Form and Mess was uh, me uh, playing bass. I wrote all the songs, like I wrote all the heads, and then it was me and Kevin Shea on drums and my guitar teacher at this at the time, Nick Milavoy, playing guitar. Oh, and, Nick Milavoy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome so you didn't give up on teachers with because you know, of ponytail, right? Okay. No. That's great. No. No. Um, I studied with Nick for I think like five years, and then he kind of got like uh, on the upswing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, he's an editor of uh, Premier Guitar now, I think. Yeah. 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 Magazine. And, sure. Sure. Uh, I've you done know. some spiels for them. Yeah. So, so how does secular? Well, well, tell me after the Pittsburgh drama, what you go east to Philly? Yeah, well, yeah, the Pittsburgh drama. And then, like, after, I think simultaneously when Don Caballero happened, that was, like, you know, uh, when I started playing with Kevin Shea uh, uh, in Storm and Stress with Ian from Don Caballero. And uh, that kind of, like, didn't go anywhere for a long time. So I kind of bailed. I kind of was, like, mentally not in a good place. Like, I didn't really ever jive with, like, pittsburgh scene really so i was kind of like i eventually um and then i got back into like i kind of took a hiatus from my skateboard but then i got back into it and so i started traveling to um rutland ohio to skate um bruce martin's uh skatopia bowl and i hooked up with my philly friends uh and then they were my uh reason for moving to philadelphia because they offered me a better paying job because I was framing houses for like no money in Pittsburgh. And so, uh, that's what led me to Philadelphia. Okay. And is this where the secular fusionists come from? That is. Yeah. That's my most recent project. And can you tell me, can you remember the first secular fusionist gig? Uh, yeah, that's easy. There never really were any. (laughs) 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 I mean, there was like, Kyle, Kyle, uh, the saxophone player, yeah. and uh, myself would do like a, I guess, a light version of just me and him, and we played a couple gigs. We now, played. Is um, you still on bass, or have you moved to guitar yet? Yeah, I was. I was playing guitar. Um, okay. When do you make that Kevin. move? In Ohio. I made that move when I was uh, playing with uh, Flying Sutra, which was in the early 
2000s in Philadelphia with my uh, good buddy Bob Casalino. Okay. okay. Uh, so when you come to Philly, you put down the bass. Okay. Uh, not intentionally. So I tried <laughs> playing with, uh, you know, with, with Flying Sutra. Initially, we had another guitar player playing, and he flaked. Um, and so I kind of uh, picked up the guitar. Yeah, came just, to the rescue. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. I was dabbling with it too to try and write, because it's really hard to write on, on bass. Ah, I you know? do it all the time. I think it's a future yeah. bass. Gotta well, you, let me let me re- <laughs> rephrase it. It's not hard to, it's it's hard to get people to listen to what you're writing yeah, on. Some bass. people, Nels Klein <laughs> loves it. We're at the end yeah. of the second hour, December 29, 2021, Dish Watt Pedro Show. Special guest George Dragons. Hold tight for hour three. December 29, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
Watch for Pedro Show start off the third hour. Flying Sutra again, like we start off the show. Well, near the start. Sagittarius 4, Flying Sutra. Watch the Sag. I'm the last day, right? Uh, yeah. What do you call that? A centaur with the bow in his hand. And then yep. Space pa- Padlocks with King and Country. This is a tribute to the TV personality, that funny band out of England. Uh, Victoria Shen after that. Go to play with her tomorrow night in the city. Yeah, a couple tunes. You might miss a man. Self-scratching record. And then SLW plus Bob Bucko Jr. Brand new for them. Listen to your dreams out of Iowa. Iowa City with Sam Lockward. Bob Bucko out of Dubuque. And form a mess again with three heads. Mm-hmm. And this is you, man alone. Two What's that? Form a mess. It's, yeah. It's oh, you. yeah. Is there anybody playing with you? It's just you? No, Foreman Mess is uh, me, uh, Kevin Shea, and Nick Mellavoy. Oh, that's yep. right. That's right. That's yep. right. Yep. Uh, yep. It's the next block of music where you play by yourself. Yep. Fuck. Sorry. You know, 20 years, six months of doing the show, and I'm still blowing fucking clams. So no. the problem with uh, getting a band together when you get back to Philly is you, it, it's hard to play. Or what? what t- tell me about the situation. I- Oh, man, I wish I knew. I mean, I don't know if it's my charming personality or just like, I don't know. I never really got any traction in this town. And, you know, I'm out here. But, you know, I guess it's my fault because I don't really do much on the social media thing. But, you know, uh, I don't know. It's uh, I've had a really tough time, like, maintaining relationships, musical relationships in this town. You know, some well, guys move tell away. Me about, uh, you told me Secular Fusion started in the Philly. So, so how did that happen? Yeah, I mean, that happened uh, with, um, I was playing with Kyle, the saxophone player, Kyle Press, very talented, awesome dude, uh, in this like free jazz uh, get together thing called uh, The Spectrum, where we would do like, I think there were like 15 of us rotating around like in different get togethers. I think Nick Millivoy and Dan Blacksburg uh, organized that uh, Two friends of mine that are awesome muse- musicians like Dan Blacksburg's like a, a Pew fellow uh, plays trombone. Amazing. I think he teaches at Temple now university. And uh, anyway, that's how I met Kyle. And I was just like, I'm going to hit him up to see if he wants to play with me. And then, I was playing with uh, another awesome musician at the time. Uh, maybe last uh, John Coltrane's last gig was at Temple. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, so, go, go on. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, I kind of absorbed Kyle into uh, Van Sutra, which was uh, a kind of offshoot of Flying Sutra with a new drummer, Julius Mossery, uh, amazing drummer. I think he teaches at Temple now too. Um, or has some association with Temple University. Um, but that kind of, we made a recording and that kind of like didn't go anywhere. And, you know, everyone kept saying they were too busy to get together and practice. So that kind of did like an organic, you know, dissolve and not really happening sort of thing anymore. So then um, out of that, uh, the secular fusionists were formed and now they're pretty much in the same place. Like I can't get a hold of anyone. You know, there is a pandemic going on, but yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> so it's kind of it, it's it's extra tough with the pandemic. So I think a lot of people are kind of like, you know, scared and burned out, and 
you know, and I think I might be a little too uh, type A. Like if I want something to happen, I'll let you know it for sure. You know, <laughs> you know, well, and I don't think. OK, here's Man Alone then. You uh, with you call them solo dabblings in this tune. Flaxes, flaxing Flaxing God's loop live yep. version. Yep. Let's hear it.
Watch for Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Flax and Goddess, Flax and Goddess Loop Live Version. George That's Dragons it. 2021 Solo Dablets. Then yep. we had Trubakuva Christian Pesci. Uh, live at Club Coca and Split 2015. Yeah. And uh, in Slovenian, that's uh, she was screaming. Then Tripod Jimmy, which was Tom Herman from Perubu with a Pittsburgh poet named Lenny. I can't remember the drummer man's name, but Santa Danger's a tune. And Thurston Moore plus John Maloney doing Unsupervised. And finally, Secular Fusionist Dragons Express slash, right? Yeah. Lo love grabs. That's it. Okay. Let's let's start at the beginning here. The solo dabbles. Now you it says live version. This was a gig? No, well, I mean, uh I uh did the loop live and played everything in one take. So that's that's my version of live, because nobody wants to hear my shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Secular Fusionists, we know about them, but yeah. what does it combine with Dragon Express? Well, that's just me and Kyle. Uh, so it's a, like a smaller version of a secular. A smaller version, yep. And that was like um, just a live practice that uh, Kyle recorded. And, uh, you know, his playing was like exceptional that day. So he's like, I'm going to put this out. You know, and I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. And he put it out. And, um, yeah, I think it turned out pretty good. Now, so. the frustration of getting cats to play with you versus you. Yeah having a need to compose and uh, make yep. music. Have you been doing that in your power? Are you making uh, tunes, tapes, uh, I, demos, I, or whatever? I actually, I actually have like a, a backlog uh, of songs, you know, with click tracks and everything ready for a drummer if anyone's interested. Because I've got a lot of feelers out right now, but nobody's buying what I'm selling. So Well, look, uh, look let's put it out right now. Put, give an email address people could write if they want to play with you. Yeah, uh, it's George Dragons. Okay, spell at, that. Uh, uh, G-E-O-R-G-E-D-R-A-G-U-N-S at Verizon.net. V-E-R-I-Z-O-N.net. Yep. yep. And if you want to play with George here, and he's, he's already got the tunes, he just needs the bodies and the minds and the souls the body, and the spirits. You know, especially, especially, you know, I love saxophone players. Right. You know, I'd love to, you know, play with more saxophone players. But you, you know, also need a drummer, a stick man with the beat in his hand, right? Man, yeah. And let's, uh, you know, let's make some jazzamitas. Right. Yeah. And and you say you, you ain't giving up on the bass. You're just playing a lot of guitar also. Yeah, yeah. I would prefer, you know, to play bass, you know, and I, I would love to be in, absorbed into someone else's project, too. You know, I'm I'm obviously a pretty crappy band leader. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I I would love to step in on somebody's project. You know, if they'll have me, I can play guitar or bass. Well, maybe you, know. you were a band member just running into some bad luck with ba uh, band members. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like, you know, I mean, how do I put this nicely? I mean, there's a lot of we're, we're living in the age of dabbling. And I think a lot of people are just like passing through. And I'm kind of the opposite of that. I'm kind of like you know, really obsessive about my stuff to the point of like making myself nauseous. But, um, you know, I'm still active musically. I started 
playing, um, started studying with like, uh, this guy, uh, John Marcel Williams playing classical guitar. Oh, you got a nylon string. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to work on my right hand technique and arpeggiation stuff. Yeah, yeah, and thumb I figured gets, what, uh, thumb gets to the B, the bass note, and the other th- three, four fingers. Got it. Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating stuff. So yeah. I figured that'll keep me sane. I made a commitment to myself that it's like, you know, I got to keep playing. I got a lot of music. You know, I got a lot of years in the music thing that I don't want to just throw it away because that happens to a lot of oh, people. Oh, I've, I've seen it happen. Better. In fact, a Philly cat. Amin yeah. Ali, Rashid's son, gave up bass. Yeah. yeah. I saw yeah. Mel Minuteman got to play with James Blood Almer. He was on the bass. Awesome. Calvin, awesome. Uh, oh, God. Calvin, he was Weston. He was only like 17 yeah. or 18. He was on the drums. And That's I amazing. heard that Amin just gave up on the bass, and he was great. Yeah. I just saw, I mean, recently, one of the pre-COVID shows I saw was uh, Calvin Weston and Vernon Reed and Jamal Adin Takuma. Jamal Adin Takuma, yeah. Oh, wow. I saw him with Ornette Coleman in primetime. Oh, dude. He was... I, I, he I got the a string in the thought. first tune and didn't even change it. Played the rest of the gig with three strings. Yeah, yeah. I, it was interesting. It's funny. He lives in Philly, and, like, right before the pandemic hit, he was at the Whole Foods, and I saw him. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to go say hi to Jamal Adin. And so I said, hey, Mr. Takuma, how are you doing? I'm a big fan of yours. I've seen you play a bunch of times. I saw you at Bob and Barbara's. And he was like, oh, that's cool. Are you a player? And I was like, yeah. And so I gave him, you know, I we exchanged numbers. And I gave him the form and mess stuff and, uh, you know, a link to that. And he called me back in like half an hour and said, look, you're going to play the Outsiders Festival. And wow. you would. And I was just like, wow, I'm stoked, you know, and then the pandemic hit and it was all over with oh, and I fuck. contact with him. <laughs> oh, fuck. But man, respect to Mr. Takuma for like putting it oh, out like that. A half hour. That was George. Yeah, look, he... when you do get something, will you come back on the show and we can play yeah, it and talk course. about it? Okay. Bitch. Yeah, of course. I love your spirit to keep on keeping it. They keep knocking you down, but you keep getting back up. Yeah. Too dumb to quit is my motto. <laughs> Big love, big love, brother. People, it's been December 29, 2021. Dishwap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.